0: Welcome to the Superhero of Love podcast. I am Bridget Fonger, and I wrote a book called Superhero of Love, Heal Your Broken Heart and Then Go Save the World. My book is all about helping people love and be loved more than ever. I believe we all have a superhero of love inside of us, yes, even you, superhero. And in this podcast, I talk to people who are all about helping us all tap into that superhero. May this episode make a difference for your heart. Let's get this party started. Superheroes, we are here with a very special guest today who is touching my heart today, just even in our preliminary conversation as we were leading up to the moment of hitting record on this. She always touches my heart, but she's especially touching my heart today in a beautiful way. Andrea Flommer is the author of Shopping for the Real You, which is based on personal style counselors system of color and style analysis PSC for short. And if you've heard of PSC, you probably know about PSC director, John Kitchener, and she's working on a sequel with PSC director, John Kitchener to, um, to the PSC system of color and style. And she has a new ebook, She's Got Good Jeans, which is every woman needs that book. She's Got Good Jeans. Side story I just heard an interview with Kath, the artist that did Kathy the cartoon, and she was wow. talking about how every woman has a million pairs of jeans, and they're all for different times of the day or. <laughs> Andrea writes about fashion for local and national publications. She's a featured blogger, not only on fashion, but um, on many things uh, for numerous websites, including Prime Woman, She's Savvy, 60 and Me, Better After 50, and The Huffington Post. And she just produced a YouTube series called Shopping for the Real You, and she featured me. I was so lucky to be featured on her YouTube series. And she's the host of Vital, Vivacious, and Visible After 50 Video Summit. And also the highbrow course, The Lazy Person's Guide. Not the la- not to be confused with The Lazy Woman's Guide. The Lazy Person's Guide to a Perfect Wardrobe. And you can find her at shoppingfortherealyou.com. And welcome, Andrea. Thank you. Thank you Andrea so for much,
1: Bridget. It's a great introduction.
0: <laughs> so... I just I just want to say that you are somebody who in my life has shown me repeatedly in different parts of life, fashion and otherwise, that we all need to take good care of our hearts. And I feel like your book, Shopping for the Real You, really helps us Helps us women in that cartoonist, you know, cat, the one that did Kathy. I can't, I don't know why her name is eluding me right now, but um, Gus she, White, yeah, what
1: Kathy is it? Gus What's her name? I think it's Gus White. I can't, I can't remember how she pronounces it.
0: Yes, she's amazing. Oh my god, I have to have her on this podcast actually. And uh, she was talking about how how much time we spend on fashion as women and how men get. So many hours back in their lives because they don't have to waste as much time as we do And your book is the perfect antidote to that Because if you read this book, by the way, this book is super easy to read I read it on the on an airplane ride and I finished it so quickly and I didn't skim it I really read it right and I took tons of notes even right I devoured it And I had, there was still enough time on the flight for me to hand it to the woman next to me who had been looking over my shoulder, um, lusting after it. And I said, would you like to read it now? And she read the entire book during that (laughs) flight too. And she was like, she loved it. So I feel like I should just carry your book around in the world and just (laughs) lend it to people that look at it lustfully because it's also really beautiful to look at. It's full color, shiny pages, and it's like, it's really fun to flip through. It's like an old-fashioned magazine in that way, right? Like heavy-duty mm. pages and I don't know. It's it's just gorgeous. It's a gorgeous book. It's a great experience. And then um, also, but my favorite thing, not also, my favorite thing about the book is that you are so, y- you come through and mm. it's like super honest and it also has your sense of humor, like things like, really, do you really want to look like that? <laughs> <laughs> Which I uh, had, you know, flashbacks back to times where I wish (laughs) we'd been around to say, really? You want to wear that? Okay. So, uh, so thank you for this book and everybody should run out and you don't have to run out. You can just meander over to amazon.com or wherever you want, wherever you get your books and get shopping Mm -hmm. for the real you. So, uh, so f- first, just give us the backstory. I, n- I know the backstory, but our listeners don't know the backstory of how you came to write this book. So tell us how you ended up in this personal style con- counselor's world.
1: Well, I didn't write this part of the book, but you'll probably appreciate it. I grew up in the um, uh, theoretical shadow of Hollywood, almost literally, because I grew up in Los Angeles. And at that time, and even to a large extent now, the idea of beauty was tall, uh, blonde. There was a a particular way to look and a particular way to be, and it was not me. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, she's adorable. And also, uh, in my family my mother had a very striking look about her and I resembled more of my dad's side of the family. I think that we, you know, we look to the people around us to, to learn what our identity is, who we are in the world, how to be in the world. And so that extends even to what we wear. Mm -hmm. And So for many years, I tried to dress similarly to the way my mother did, but it did not work for me. And in my 30s, I moved up to the San Francisco Bay Area, and one of my close friends said to me, you have to go see John Kitchener, and I didn't know who he was. Long story short, I went to see him, and I got my colors and style analyzed. And this was something that was extremely popular in the 70s that was made popular by a book called um, Color Me Beautiful. And he, what, the work that he does takes it to a very fine art, quite literally, because he is an artist. And when I looked at not only my, my entire palette of colors that he had chosen for me, it was like a 100 specific colors for me and the, what he calls the style facets, it was like a light bulb went on. Mm. It, it was a process of what in, in psychology they call individuation. It's a way of learning who you are and separating out from all the influences, cultural, familial, whatever. It was such a revelation for me. And over the years, it has changed my life so much that I wanted to just, you know, shout about it. Oh, you've got to go see this guy. You've got to do this. Really, it's wonderful. And I've, you know, sent dozens of people to John over the years. And finally, in my 50s, um, I said to him, you must write a book about this. You must get this out to a broader audience. And he said, well, I'm not a writer. I'm not so good at that. I said, and he's, he's brilliant, by the way. I said, you don't need to be a writer. All you need to do is press play and start talking extemporaneously the way you do. Because he's so brilliant at that. And he hemmed and he hawed and he delayed. And after six years, I finally said to him, John, I'm writing this book. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Thank God he did. And I intended it to be just like a a few pages, like, um, you know, sort of a little gift thing. And the more I got into it, the the more I realized that in order to serve the people that were reading it, I had to get much deeper into the subject and I had to study it even more myself. And then I had to think, well, what would I want to know if I were reading a book like this? So I expanded it to include a lot of other things having to do with body shape with um one of the most important chapters that I call um, proportion, balance and scale. Yes, and, I love uh, and by the
0: way, can we in this just insert a shout out to the person that did the drawings for you. Oh
1: please. Because uh, her the name drawings is- on
0: the proportion, I, I feel like I learned so much from the drawings. Like I learned from the words and then it I it went into my brain a little deeper with the drawings,
1: right? Sprite, My fabulous illustrator is Sue Tate Porcaro. Um, she's back East and she does a lot of fashion illustration. And I could not have done this without her. She was so amazing and so flexible. And I would say, okay, I want this girl to look like, and I would describe somebody and then she created. it. Wow. And then I said, okay, I want this color fan to have these colors in it. And then she created it. So I, it's just but I, 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 it was really important to me that the visuals in the book be something delightful and that people could understand and relate to. And mm-hmm. I wanted the people, I wanted the images in that book to represent all of the culture, you know, all of yeah. the sizes, all, all, the, the, heights, sizes, all yeah. the shapes, all the it's colors. It's not all
0: perfect bodies in there. So you don't, you can resonate with all the drawings. Yeah. And it's definitely and they also have a feel of you. Like it's as if you did draw them because your the words match the drawings. Anyway, I, I just I'm delighted by them. So sorry for that little
1: aside though. Your favorite chapter is proportion, back proportion, to that. proportion, <laughs> balance, and scale. Yeah. Right, good. So that's how that's how the book came about. It it took me a couple of years to write. Um, I had no idea what I was doing. I, I had been freelance writing for various newspapers and magazines locally, a few nationally. And then I this thing started and it just snowballed and it got bigger and bigger. And that meant I had to create a website. I had to connect on Facebook and you know, become very adept in social media and do all this in my 60s. And I am not a technical person. So <laughs> it was it was a very... Interesting Wait, when, what was
0: the one, you had an article that went viral, and I can't remember what it was about. What was the article that went viral? That
1: went oh, viral? It wasn't it. It was a picture. I had a photograph on Facebook, and it was of Judy Dench and Maggie Smith. It was probably taken about three years ago, three or four years ago. And very little makeup, just the two of them. It was just a gorgeous portrait of the two of them. And it affected me so deeply. So I just wrote, and I posted it on my business page on Facebook. I said, two divine women, no heavy makeup, no heavy plastic surgery. I think they've had a little nip and tuck. I said, we just love and admire them for who Mm. they are. Mm. That post got 19 million views. Oh my God. (laughs) And and I got thirty two thousand comments. Oh (laughs) my gosh. And so every day I would I would would look to see the comments, and I I you know respond quickly. And then there were more, and there were more. Oh my God! How do you even respond to thirty two thousand comments? Thirty two thousand comments. Mostly it was just women saying, oh, yes, thank you, we sort of agree. Now, here's an interesting point. There were a few negative comments, and they were all from younger women. Oh. And they all, this is my opinion, I think that in in our Western culture, we're just terrified of aging. Yeah, yeah. And we'll do anything we can to to not appear the age that we are. Mm -hmm. And uh, they felt that I was um, dissing uh, makeup and plastic surgery. I would never Mm. criticize anybody who wanted to do anything to their face to make themselves feel more whole. Never. It's just that this one hit a nerve because I believe what it said was You are acceptable. You are accepted and loved for who you are. Right. And that was really the theme of my book. That's what I wanted to convey. And that's why I called it Shopping for the Real You. Because I think when we embrace the elements of ourselves, both inwardly and outwardly, people trust us and we feel authentic. And we feel better about ourselves, and I think that's a, a good goal to have in life. Yeah,
0: of it. I love. Um, I'm going to read one of my favorite pages in your book. Is about authenticity, which is what you're just now talking about.
1: I'll, I'll tell you something a little bit about that concept. I mean, if you find it, go ahead. I'll... Yeah,
0: yeah, I've got it. But go ahead. No, tell it. Tell me. You, you go first.
1: Your words um, are more important. I have a blog post called, um, that I wrote a couple of years ago called Something About the Power of Authenticity or something like that. And the, um, the picture was of Pina Bosch, who was a famous dancer. I was a dancer in my youth. When I was in college studying dance, one of my professors was describing something that she did. She did a movement starting with her back to the audience. And then she slowly turned around and lifted her arms up like this. And then she turned around and went back. And then she did it exactly again and again and again. That was the whole dance. Wow. And (laughs) what it, what it did, was what I said, was that the first time she did it, it was stunning and moving and powerful. The second time also, by the sixth time, you started to wonder, what the hell was she doing? <laughs> <laughs> and then after about the 20th time, after it went into cliche, then it went into art because she was expressing her full self Fully, completely, every time she turned around, right, and I just think that that you know you were talking about visuals that was such a powerful visual for me, right um, so and it reinforced what I believe, so if yeah. you find that page on authenticity
0: I did well, you mentioned authenticity throughout the book, which is which I really love. I mean, you really like hit the core of what I love about your book just now when you were talking about authenticity and how. Um, you're really just saying be, be you all the way and how the, what you technically learned from, from John Kitchener was a construct to play in, which did that as well, whose goal was to also do that for you to step into your perfect self. But I love this. One of the greatest, this is on page 46, one of the greatest rewards of understanding your personal style is authenticity Living an authentic life is living a healthy life. In that vein, here are a few quotes to consider from some of my favorite philosophers and esthetes. So those quotes are, the first one is from Carl Lagerfeld, some other life isn't necessarily the one for you. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and then Byron Katie, if you're constantly living someone else's life, who is living yours? I love that. And then the Bhagavad Gita, the Dharma of another brings changes. The Dharma of another brings changes. And then I'm going to just read this next paragraph, which clarifies a little bit your point of of these. I included the last one, the Bhagavad Gita, the one that I just read. I included the last one because I think it's the most apt, but it requires a word of explanation. The Sanskrit word Dharma can be defined as the principle or law that creates order and harmony in the universe and in our lives. If you're spending a lot of time and energy trying to manufacture an image that's not yours, you're probably violating one of those universal laws that keep everything humming along, not to mention creating a lot of inner stress. Stress as we all know leads to all kinds of problems. So let's make life a little less stressful by helping you understand and learn to love your unique style, which is the preface to going into this discussion, which I just love. Thank you for that beautiful testimonial for, praise Jesus, let's be authentic, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) And then later in the book, this is my, my favorite chapter is actually polishing the stone. Mm. And this one speaks to the, the superhero of love, right? So this really speaks to our hearts. It's a continuation of that, 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 um, that conversation on authenticity. Let's start on the inside. Regardless of what you do with your wardrobe, if you are not living a healthful life, if you are not happy on the inside, you will not project beauty, grace, and authenticity. My own path to inner peace—something I share with Oprah and Dr. Oz, by the way—is paved by the Transcendental Meditation program, which I have practiced for more than forty years. So, do you want to say a little bit about that and how how that's af- affected you right. and how you are in the world?
1: Right. I started meditating uh, transcendental meditation when I was in my um, early twenties, and. It literally saved my life. And it was just something so simple, so beautiful, so profound, that connected me with my inner self, with my soul.
0: Why do you say it saved your life? I'm curious, because I don't know about that.
1: I think like a lot of teenagers, you know, I grew up in the 60s, and there was, um, the Vietnam War was raging. Um, There were all the assassinations of our heroes, There was a huge racial conflict in the country, and I I had lost several of my high school friends in Vietnam.
0: Oh, wow.
1: And you become fairly nihilistic under those circumstances, because teenagers are, you know, they're kind of imbalanced anyway. And I was searching for myself. That's this whole process of, you know, learning to become yourself. And I was reluctant to start because I'm, you know, I don't tend to be a joiner, but, and I tend to be very left brain, And so I thought, oh, all right. But my sister had started, and my brother-in-law, and several people in my family. And I had just come back from a, a trip with my college roommate around the western states and into Canada, and I felt very liberated. And I said, okay. I'm breaking out of all my boundaries, so I'm going to learn to meditate. So I learned TM, and within two years, I became a teacher, and I I taught and practiced for uh, nearly 45 years. So it was a very powerful thing for me, and it just reminded me that whatever I do, I always want it to be something that can help a person myself and anybody else connect with the deepest part of themselves because otherwise what's the point point? and you know that's that's why it was so funny writing a book about fashion because it seems like such a superficial subject but the way in which this worked this particular system works it's to help you define all the facets of who you are you know we are not monolithic archetypes we're, we're not one-dimensional. We're not I am a this, a thing. Mm-hmm. There are multiple facets of our personality. We look for those in, in many areas. Some people look to astrology to find out who they are, to the Enneagram, to Myers-Briggs. And this was just a very, um, because I love physical beauty, and I know you do too, just to look around you and see things that are harmonious in your environment, um, this was something that enabled me to bring all those <clears throat> pieces of, of <clears throat> inner congruity into what would seem like a more superficial area of life. And it's just been very gratifying to me to get feedback from you and people who have said similar things to what you say, that it, it is meaningful and it does help mm-hmm. them understand more of who they are.
0: Absolutely. So that's
1: it's, kind of the thread of personal growth that continued into it's this It's anything work.
0: but um, superficial. And, oh, my God, I love the phrase that you use, closet enlightenment. <laughs> <laughs> on, on your journey to closet enlightenment. <laughs> so
1: it's kind of like
0: TM for your closet, right?
1: <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Why not? It should be inner and outer. And, you know, actually, I even quote Marushi in my book because – Um, when we were becoming teachers and we were all sort of scruffy hippie types, he said, you know, you're going to be, you're going to be teaching people who are more sophisticated, who are older and more professional than you children are. (laughs) (laughs) He said, you know, clean up your act. I didn't say it that way. He was always very sweet, but he said, "Um, when you get dressed by the best Quality and the best material that you can afford, which blew me away because wow. this guy was wearing silk robes. Yeah. Right. How did he know that? Right. That's amazing. You know, I guess these the enlightened people know the truth. They know the truth. You yeah. know, you and I have talked about Master John Douglas before, who I'm studying with now. It's like the continuation of my personal growth. And I don't think there's anything that John doesn't know, even if he hasn't experienced it. I know <laughs> it's, it's so funny.
0: crazy. He was like, he actually said to me, um, you should be doing videos on YouTube. You should, you should be doing lots of, and I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, how do you know that I should be doing videos on YouTube? <laughs> yeah. Master John Douglas, we've, we've mentioned a lot on here. And, um, I just did an interview with Chris Hartnett. So everybody go to, uh, episode 69 for for Chris Hartnett if you want to hear more about Master John Douglas but yeah the, uh, that's that's incredible though that yeah Maharishi and Master John Douglas absolutely know about fashion that they shouldn't know about it's amazing because they know the truth they know they know about harmony and they know about perfection right
1: actually I, I and I asked him about, I said you know I'm writing another book to really is this is this really you know is this significant or is it just bullshit
0: (laughs) that's great right I asked him that about my book too I'm like do we really need this book
1: (laughs) anyway what did he say he he said no it's not bullshit he said and it's off the charts for your personal growth too wow so that gave me permission and um, encouragement to move forward
0: yeah, no. Every I, and and I'm I'm sorry I didn't read the Jean Jean's book before this interview, but um, we obviously the world needed that book because every woman is confronted by the whole Jean thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I love how you mention you mentioned Coco Chanel a lot, and you your style actually reminds me of Coco Chanel. You remind me of her um, a lot, like how you put yourself together and. So I wanted you to talk about, about her. Did you, did you know about her as a child? And just tell me your history with Coco Chanel. Yeah, I was
1: pretty much addicted to fashion magazines from the time I was about 14 or 15. And so I definitely knew about her style. And I thank you very much for suggesting that. <laughs>
0: you do, even right now you do. The cut of your, the cut and color of your sweater, simplicity, perfection, perfect color.
1: Well, that, that's, that's actually good point. That actually takes me into this. The thing that I love about, um, about this, the style facets, we describe seven basic archetypes. But as I said, I mean, I've never known anybody who's a single archetype ever. We're yeah. combinations of things. Now, Coco was almost purely classic with some dramatic. And I have a lot of classic and uh, what's called high-spirited, which we call the short person's dramatic. Although I have a friend who's short who has a lot of dramatic. (laughs) But um, so I'll just use myself as an example. So I have almost equal amounts of natural, uh, classic, and high-spirited. Okay. What that means for me is that I have to feel pulled together or I feel like I'm missing a part of myself, missing a part of my personality. And that's the classic part. For anybody who who feels comfortable in suits or tailored pieces, they have a high percentage of the classical archetype. And we have percentages of each of these things. So that's one. Then the other is natural. You have a lot of natural. I can I tell you what I can tell you what your style archetypes are. Okay, you're, tell me. You're a combination of romantic, dramatic and natural.
0: Ah. I think Oh my God. Um, I'm dramatic too. I think I did. I, what did I self analyze it doesn't matter what I self analyzed. You're the, you're the boss of this. So, okay. Okay. Must- now I'll go back to the book, like, like a new, okay, go ahead. Right. And, and the reason,
1: the reason you have the dramatic in there is because of your height. Um, anybody who's over about five foot eight, five foot seven or eight um, automatically has some built in drama. Because They they have a lot of presence. You have to look at that person. I have a lot. So you have a lot of natural. I also have a lot of natural, which means that it's got to be comfortable. Yes. You are not going to wear something that's uh, laced and tied and pinching you.
0: No. (laughs) No, unless I'm on a stage in makeup. I right happy. exactly right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> And then the third thing that I have in a high, in a high percentage of is called high-spirited and high-spirited um, gosh I'm trying to think of uh, I think of Sandy Dennis sometimes when I think of high-spirited people who are kind of perky and yes. energetic no matter yes. how old they are um, they, they, they have kinetic energy. these are people who move their hands a lot. Yes. You have some high spirited, but more. There's really more. There's you. Actually, you do have some high spirited. There's there's more romantic and drum, dramatic and natural in you. So, but but I think the expressiveness... You are definitely
0: high spirited. Yes, and yeah. you, you, we you, we always know when you're in the room. In this really like you're a little sprite, right? <laughs> like we know we know that your
1: energy is in the room. Yeah, I'm tra- there there are several um, actors and actresses that that have that. Joel Gray, Joel Gray has oh, a lot yeah. of high spirited, you know. Right. So I'm just pointing those out because those those are expressions, and those give us the, the different style facets that we have. Give us permission to play within parameters, and and to express the different parts of ourselves to different degrees at different times but it it's it it reinforces who we are there's um you, as you mentioned there is um uh, i think it's in chapter two the uh, a quiz that a questionnaire that you can t- fill out that helps you determine how much of each of the style facets that you have yes. and then at the end i talk about some some you know what we think of like Grunge, okay, so grunge style would be a combination of natural and uh and dramatic mm-hmm. um, a, a a bohemian style would be a combination of romantic and natural right in other words, so I list a whole bunch of these and yeah. talk about what the combinations are, and I did that because I wanted to give people an idea. You know, when, when, when we look on fashion magazines and in spreads, they'll say, oh, Boho is big this year, and Bohemian, or this year it's girly style, which is usually youthful and romantic. So that'll give people an opportunity to see where, you know, if this might work for them. Mm-hmm. So that, that's why I did the questionnaire. I wanted people to be able to get a sense of it before they ever actually went to get uh, color and style analysis. When yeah. I when I talk to my clients, a lot of my clients have seen John or one of his trainees. But if they haven't, that gives me enough understanding to be able to look at them and say, "Okay, this is where we're moving. This is where we can go from here."
0: Yeah, and it's really fun to fill out the. Uh it's really fun to do the um quiz, by the way. It's totally fun. And then you move to once you know your style, then you go into like going and going out and buying things like your LBD, little black dress. And I have to say, then I, I looked at these little black dresses and I was like, oh my god, I feel like I have every one of these and I'm not supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Like I've tried over the years, I've tried all of these and, but it gave me comfort when I was, I, you, you're saying that I'm three different ones. And I, I feel like we,
1: we we all of us, I mean, like I have those three major, but then I also have small percentages of of several of the others. Yeah. Right. Which draw you
0: to certain things. Right. And I was like, really, but it's really cool that, this is where, where the drawings came in handy for me too. I was like, oh, but now I can see in these drawings, this one actually would look better. This does look more <laughs> like me and better in a little black dress for me. So I love that. So tell me about your little black dress and have you
1: had a lot of these little black dresses over the year?
0: What's your favorite <laughs> little black dress right now?
1: Well, it was kind of funny. When I was, when I was writing that chapter, I originally wrote little what was it? Little dark, neutral dress. And my editor said that his girlfriend said, that is the most unsexy sounding <laughs> description. <laughs> he said, everybody knows what an LBD is. So I said, oh, okay, we'll do it with you. Right. I, Hilarious. I don't think I've ever worn, a. maybe I have, but I don't think I've ever worn a black dress in my life. I cannot wear black.
0: You don't wear, we're complete opposites on that. I mostly wear black. Okay, so right. so let's talk about that.
1: Okay, um, if you have a high percentage of, and it, it, it's a couple of things. If you have a high percentage of what is called the, um, the well, no, that would be subtle blended. There, there are four basic color harmonies. And they are specifically related to the seasons of the year. And that's what most people identify with. But just as we have combinations of uh, style facets, we are combinations of seasonal harmonies. Ah. My seasonal harmony is primarily fall, which is earthy rich or rich warm. And then I have a, a big punch of what's called lively bright, which is spring and a little bit of subtle blended, which is summer. Now, it's not that I have a, f- a bunch of colors that are fall colors, a bunch of colors that are spring, and a bunch that are, that are um, summer. What it is, is you, it, it would be as if you took all the colors that are associated with fall, and you, having been in theater, will understand this. Imagine taking a light gel and putting it on top of a white light right it changes the color right,
0: right. so
1: what would happen is right. you would take a light gel and put it on top of that whole palette and then the other one on top of that so in my specific harmonies it would mean that all of my warm colors were brightened up a little bit because of the spring and softened in terms of the amount of contrast because of the summer
0: Oh my God! That's such a you. That was so articulate. I can't even stand it, and I totally got it on the first go round.
1: <laughs> oh my God! It. That was so well said. Okay, right. and it also means that I cannot wear a deeply set. Well, this is a pretty saturated color, but it has to do with the light that you're looking at here. It's not as saturated in true life. Um, I can't wear very contrasting colors to each other, and I can't wear colors. That contrasts greatly with my own skin tone, okay. because then I look very uh, kind of pale and pasty. And here I am wearing black on my ears. <laughs> I have no choice. <laughs> she has headsets on but, for those um, that are just listening. To you, oh, I've it. worn black bathing suits before. I think everybody can wear a black bathing suit. <laughs> okay. Okay. But when I wear a black dress, I um, it's just it it it's a little dulling for me. Okay. So, uh, I just. And a little and too like, severe probably. Right. I love how you
0: wear color. Um, and I could see black being a little like, yeah, not, it doesn't match your
1: personality. Right. Yeah. That, that's a part of it too. You know, fall has there, there are some, um, harmonies that share relationship with certain style facets Um, It's not true for everybody, but there is. Like, for example, um, earthy-rich is related to natural. You have, boy, you're you're a very interesting combination. You have some earthy-rich, but boy, your skin tone and your eyes just really pop with um, uh, lively, bright, and... Maybe a little striking. I can't quite tell. I have hmm. to. I have to think about it again. And I again, I do not do color analysis. <laughs> I refer to the experts to do it. <laughs> they sit with you for two and a half hours to get the colors. I feel okay. like I got them. My colors done in the seventies. I feel like did. my mom I and I everybody- got our color. Color's done, yeah. I think everybody did, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, maybe... so it's, it's another way to look at yourself. It's another way to express yourself. I have, I, I, I love gray, especially as my hair, you can't quite see, I'll show you. See, I've got. Oh, yes,
0: yes. I love the gray.
1: Right. And I, I have a lot, haircut. Of, a lot of silver is coming in now. And so I'm loving wearing gray. And mm-hmm. I have a couple of dark and medium gray dresses. And those are my LDDs.
0: Oh, there you go. I get it. Yes, I totally get it. Those are your LBDs. <laughs> um, that is so cool. This is a weird scenario, but I'm uh, there's an emergency and you have to grab, you are allowed, you have perfect amount of time to go and choose three pieces of clothing that when you escape from this emergency, <laughs> you're going to land somewhere where you'll have everything that you need to go with those three pieces of clothing
1: but what are the three pieces of clothing that you would take i think the first would be um one of my um moto jackets like a little short leather jacket yes um or suede i love suede Um, i love your jackets
0: you're known for your jackets in my mind i love your jackets okay
1: and margaret (laughs) who i got on this fashion trip with 30 years ago she said He's from the South. You can never have enough jackets. (laughs) So So I love my jacket. Um, Yeah, so that would be the first thing, probably a leather or suede jacket, maybe a moto jacket. And although I don't wear black dresses, I will wear black pants. And I have a perfect pair of Eileen Fisher black pants, ankle pants that I absolutely can't live without. Awesome. And then... um, Hmm, third piece, I switch out what I wear underneath them so much, depending you know mostly based on color so I think the third thing, because I have a lot of high spirited would be a bunch of bracelets because I love <gasps> bracelets
0: oh that's so cute <laughs> yeah
1: and and you know some of them are are I, I like copper and I like um uh, little beaded thing, beads—not little be, bead, you know, big beads. I have one that's, um, uh, it's like tiles of elephants. Oh wow! And it's probably my favorite one. Oh my gosh! So I—that I, would be a one great accessory, great pair of black pants, and a cool jacket. And oh and my I god, you're gonna go! go
0: you're gonna look so cute in your little emergency situation. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll remember that next time. Let there not be a real emergency. Thank you so much.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So I told you that I was going to ask you about bandies and you were like, you're going to ask me about what? And the reason why is that just inside the cover, the first full color page is a drawing of a girl who's standing on a color wheel. It's a, such a great illustration. And she's putting up on her bulletin board, little things, you know, items of clothing that she likes. She's trying to figure out her, her personal style clearly. Mm-hmm. And she is wearing something around her hips that looks like a bandy. Okay. So let's, let's, ex- let's explain what a bandy is. And then I want to get your opinion on them because I feel like I need one. So, um, so a bandy, I, I discovered them first on Instagram cause I'm a sucker for Instagram ads and it was an Instagram ad for these bands that they look super, super comfortable. And I take my dogs for a walk every single day And I would like to, and sometimes I have pockets and sometimes I don't. And when I don't have pockets, I shove my phone into my hip. And um, so even if I'm walking with a neighbor, but normally I'm, I'm, you know, I'm usually walking alone with my dogs and I'm listening to a podcast or something. So I like to just, I have to have my phone, right? And so I shove it in the, the, the you know, or whatever. And I have, a, I mean, I have little cute fanny packs from other countries and stuff that are adorable and stuff, but I don't know, I just don't want them. I mean, I don't always want something on me, right? So it looks really convenient and cute and they come in all these different <laughs> colors and patterns and stuff. Okay, so give us your opinion on bandies. <laughs>
1: okay, well, First of all, um, when I had my dog, I always wore a fanny pack when I walked her because okay. it held, you know, it held everything I needed, but yeah. it's really god-awful ugly. They're
0: <laughs> god-awful ugly. I have really cute ones even, like people brought them to me, like you know, like one friend brought me one from Africa that's so beautiful, yeah. and, you know, but... And you, but it feels weird too. Like it's not actually that comfortable to feel that weight. You know what I mean? Okay. Right, right. All right. I'm sorry. I keep defending. That's okay. I so it.
1: I, I had a, I have a love hate relationship with the idea of fanny packs. But about twenty five, twenty six years ago, we went on a trip to the Czech Republic for my husband's business, and somebody said, "You have to get one of those things. It's not a fanny pack, but you wear it around your waist." and you keep your money and your passport and stuff in it to keep safe. Well, I walked into a small antique shop in um, Brno, which is a little town in the Czech Republic, and I saw a wonderful little chameleon pin that I wanted. And so when I went to pay for it, it was under my jacket, under my sweater, and under my glass. I (laughs) practically had to undress to get (laughs) to this thing. And there was a very elegantly dressed elderly lady who looked at me like I was the most disgusting, banal person <laughs> to undress in this shop. <laughs> so when you first showed me those pictures, I thought, but I have to say, I'm thinking of buying one of those things. Right? I think it is adorable because they come in so many different styles, yes. you know, different fabrics. Okay, good. And they're, they're just absolutely charming
0: and they look soft and comfortable okay and then we have to swing back around with to master john douglas because so master john douglas our teacher has these healing discs right andrea do you see where i'm going with this so we and all right so there are these discs there are three there are four discs actually but three that one wears and i often shove them inside my bra but i'm not full disclosure i'm usually not wearing a bra full disclosure so so when I am wearing a bra, I shove them in my bra, but these healing discs, there's one for, it's called body repair. And that's just good, just overall fighting incoming things that could hurt you. And speaking of hurting you, like when I broke my kneecap, I put that on my kneecap. I was, I was on a, I had run the marathon successfully and I was on a training run one week later. I hadn't wounded myself in any way, shape, or form at the marathon, but I was on a training run and I put my foot into a a deep pothole and flew in the air and landed on my knee. And I was like a mile away from my house. And I put the body disc on my knee, and I swear to God, I was able to walk home because of that body disc. So the body disc, and then there's cold and flu repair. So it fights off um, flus and colds that you're susceptible, that you are um, exposed to. And then the last one is um, mold and fungus and mites right. and all kinds of disgusting. Well, it's things. funny
1: that you, that you mentioned the discs because my husband and I go for a mile and a half walk every evening, past a park, past all our neighbors, um, mostly to see dogs because we're currently dogless and we're a little bit crazy about dogs. <laughs> so we go on the walk and my husband always carries those John Douglas discs in his pockets. And I f- I keep thinking, well, I want to carry them, but I don't want to carry them. Right. You know, and I don't have anything to carry in them. And, I, you know, sometimes I wear a jacket that has pockets. But the, that little fanny, it's not really a fanny pack, but whatever it is, I would be perfect for that. Right. And so now I have to tell you a story about the, the body disc, too. We have several neighbors that have elderly dogs that have a lot of arthritis. And they're, oh, my poor dog can't walk, blah, blah, blah. So my husband will pull out his body disc and put it on their chest or on their, you know, on their joint that happens to be. Oh, wow. So we had this one neighbor whose dog was really in bad shape and he put that body disc, I think he just put it on her sternum wow. for about a minute and she looked up at him and, with the most loving eyes and then he put it back in his pocket and she sprung up and started racing up the street. <laughs> what oh my god that's amazing. So cool. and and that's that's happened multiple times with dogs oh you know god. they they say oh well it's just with a human being oh it's placebo you know you probably didn't really feel it the dog doesn't understand placebo you know no and so, um and, and i would I'm, like to be able to carry those with me everywhere i go and sometimes i don't want to carry a purse so that would be great to be able to put those discs, you know, around my waist. So it would be good. So thank you we are for not you being paid that,
0: to me. say these things about Bandy, nor are we nor are we being paid by Master John Douglas. But um <laughs> <laughs> but um that but I'm so happy that you said that thing about the body disc because Lucy is almost 16 and sometimes she slows down on our walks. And I, you know, not all the time, but sometimes. And I have never pulled my cause, they wear a pet because pets have them too, pet repair desks, and they, they have them on their collar, um, listener, you put them on their collar, and they always have it on there. So I just thought, oh, they're taken care of. But oh, my God, now I'm going to start using the body desk. I'm so excited. Thank you for that tip. I needed that yeah. tip. my God.
1: I, I just have to t- this is not fashion at all, but I have to tell you one more. We had a, do- a friend whose dog had just had all her immunizations, and she had, she's a, a, um, a whippet you know, they're like on springs. Yeah, yeah. And this dog was just, she wouldn't move. I mean, oh. it really looked scary. We thought maybe something had happened to her. Right. And my husband said, did she just have her immunizations? And the friend said, yes. She He, said, oh, he knew. Okay. Wow. And he said, oh, that happened to our dog too. It, it's all the toxins in her body. And so he did the same thing. He put the body desk right on her sternum. And she had been just pretty much non-mobile all day and after 30 seconds with that uh that body disc she was back being her whip itself oh my god uh, it's a real thing all right oh my that's god, my, that such a cool that's my for master john douglas's health rep- uh, body repaired
0: <laughs> yes
1: everybody oh my god okay um all right i think that that's all
0: that i had to ask you i just oh i wanted to say one more thing is that it's the other, the other cool realization that I got after your, reading your book is that it makes it easier. This is a great book for husbands to buy because it makes it easier to buy gifts for other humans, human oh. women, and, and, and now it's easier for me to buy gifts, clothing gifts. I'm always afraid of buying clothing gifts, but this makes it like you've got a better shot at, at hitting That's the right.
1: mark. Right? That's right, because so- you because you begin to understand the uniqueness of the person and why certain things will work for them or not. Yeah. and and I've I've bought things for people and they say, "Oh my God, it's exactly right for me." How did you know? Oh. Well, it's my business right. <laughs> to know. <laughs> but and yeah, don't thank you, you for the <laughs> And I should say, you know, my husband. I took him to get his colors done and he's oh I'm not gonna have some guy tell me what to wear. Now he says, Is this the right color on the Oh my god, that's so cute. <laughs> so cute. So yeah, it's very helpful for spouses and friends, parents. Yeah.
0: It's awesome. Oh my God, thank you so much. Yeah, no, and I am I, I feel like I am now on the road to closet enlightenment. I haven't done I have to get into my closet and Get to work. You know what I mean. Take away yeah. the things that I know now are not really quite the best choice for me. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Um.
0: And then I just want to say one thing. Another thing that we have in common is that we're both hosting events on October 27th, and this will come out um, uh, in a couple of weeks. We'll we'll have this podcast come out. So I just want to say a little bit about what you and I are hosting on October 27th, which is so. Andrea lives in the Bay Area. So if you're in the Bay Area and I live in Los Angeles. So if you're in the Los Angeles area, you can come to our events and they're at, uh, they're going to be video workshop events where we are going to be showing what was a live workshop with Master John Douglas. It'll be a a recording of that event, but he gives thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of blessings during the course of these events, and you will be getting, receiving those blessings as if you were there alive. And uh, you can sign up for our events at masterangels.org and look for the video workshops event. And October 27th is also one of my favorite days because it's Diwali, which is the celebration of Lakshmi. And I have Lakshmi in every single room in my house. There's a Lakshmi. Do you have one? You do, she's pointing to her <laughs> Lakshmi. <laughs> yeah, so we both love Lakshmi and it just happens to be that it's that it's on, on Diwali just... Uh, Uh, synchronistically but um, anything that you want to say about that Andrea?
1: I'm very much looking forward to it Um, we just got the download of the actual video that we're going to be airing and I am so excited because this one is particularly meaningful for me because I know several of the people that were at that meeting when it was recorded live and the healings that took place were spectacular. And when you come to our homes, to Bridget's or mine, uh, and watch it, you'll be getting the same, well, she just said, I'm just repeating it, you'll be be getting the same healings that they did. It's It's really been, it's just been a remarkable journey that I could never have expected. And it just... It's, it just blows my mind again and again every day. It's something so sweet, so beautiful, so uplifting that I just, I'm just i just so glad that you talk about it on your podcast because it's, it's wonderful.
0: It's just hard for me to not talk about it. And uh, I hope I'm not annoying people. I hope I'm... I'm <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard to not... And also now, m- you know, my orbit is... Uh, is filled with uh, John Douglas geniuses like yourself. And also I have to say, I didn't say this in your introduction, which is so bizarre that I didn't, but you gave my book this wonderful review. Andrea wrote an amazing review of Superhero of Love in the Elephant Journal. And you can just Google Andrea Flammer, uh, superhero of love El- or elephant journal superhero of love and you'll see her amazing review of the book that made me cry and made made friends cry even it wasn't the, oh. it's not even their their book and it made them cry the the the, oh. the uh review is more beautiful than the book
1: <laughs> i have given your book to so many women i know
0: oh. I, I just
1: think it's brilliant
0: thank you well i just think i, it's brilliant. I, I adore your book i can't wait to read um uh, the jeans book i I know that i need that as well
1: (laughs) it's very helpful i have a lot of links you know if you're uh, i have a whole section the whole index for that one at the end has links to all the places you can buy them if you want them handmade, if you're pregnant, if you're tall, if you're short, if you're plus size, I have links to lots of places where you can find jeans for that.
0: Wow. Okay. And then where can they find the, um, the series that you just did where on YouTube, um, is your, it's
1: available through my website, shopping And, um, my, I don't know when this is going to air, but my assistant is putting it up on the website, uh, for viewing, uh, actually, it's av- oh, it's available from now through the 11th for free. And it's um, under events, the events tab on my website, Shopping for the Real You. If you click on that and scroll, and it just, uh, two things come up. And one of it is called Expert Edition. And if you click on Expert Edition and join, you should be able to watch the whole series. And then I'm going to make it available on my website along with the first video series that I did. Okay, we're doing some logistics on the website this week. So,
0: okay. Um, so that's up for free until
1: October 11th till October 11th. Okay. And then also I do a bunch of um, YouTube interviews on my own YouTube page, which is shopping for the real you.
0: Okay, great. Right. Just remember shopping for the real you, which is the title of the book and it's her website. And yeah, just ingrain that in your brains. Okay. On that note of ingraining shopping for the real you in our brains, thank you, thank you, thank you, Andrea, for making time and for making my day better.
1: <laughs> that's for you. Oh, that's
0: so that's beautiful. She's holding up a gorgeous heart. If you're just listening to the audio on this, she's and oh my god, I wish it was in this room. I have a, a heart that almost matches that heart. That's carved out of a red uh, heart oh, stone like that. Oh my god. We have matching hearts. <laughs> I'll send you a picture of it later. Thank you for that heart. Thank you for shopping for the real you. My uber tabbed book. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: My pleasure. My pleasure. My pleasure.
0: That was the divine Andrea Flammer. Go check her out at ShoppingForTheRealYou.com, and her YouTube channel is also called Shopping for the Real You. And check her Kindle book out on Amazon. She's got good jeans. I cannot wait to read that one. And if you like this podcast, please go rate and review it, subscribe to it, and oh my gosh, have you thought of buying Christmas presents yet? She's got good jeans, shopping for the real you, and superhero of love. heal your broken heart and then go save the world oh my god what could be better than those books to buy your beautiful beloved friends and family for christmas have a great day superhero lots of love